0: you
1: so special why did he bless you think about it i woke up this morning i woke up this morning you gotta smile to say that shit i woke up this morning
0: what's going <laughs> on everybody we are live with matt braharaz <laughs> like i messed it up that time too dude i don't know how to say your last name man
1: just say barrages barrages just say however you want <laughs> braharaz that's all i Bra- say brahaz Okay, brajas
0: Bras. Bras. like yeah, whatever. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, uh, we're currently in the city of Chicago. This was one of my best friends uh, from Chicago when I went to school there, and he hooked us up with a free hotel room. So that's where we are right now. We're balling in this super nice hotel. That's why I'm wearing the the robe because we're balling. Usually I'm a broke ass college student. <laughs> but tonight we're balling. <laughs> Dude, so, uh, last night you were talking about how you, like, wanted to make, like, a positive difference in the world. And I just thought that was really cool and thought I'd bring that up now. Yeah? but well, What do you want to know about it? Well, like, like your, your motto is kind of, like, passing on love. Yeah. But, like, where do you think that kind of, like, derives from?
1: Uh, well, uh, I mean, growing up, I always felt, like, alone. You know, like, I never had anybody, really, to go to. Uh, then as I grew up, I figured out like a coping mechanism in order from preventing myself from committing suicide or anything like that was making somebody smile, you know, or just making their day because that generally just makes me warm like inside, you know, so anything that I could do, I'll go out my way, you know, I would drive to a different state if it means that you need help or something like that, you know, just pass it on just so you know that you have a fan. Somebody there, even if we barely know each other, that there are people out there who genuinely want to see you succeed in life. Right. You know, so that's just something I just want to do, you know. It's what helps me get out, like, of a really bad, like, depression or something like that, you know. So, it's just spreading the love as much as you can, you know, so if you can. it's basically, like, you became, like... Because I
0: would, I would consider you to be one of, like, my most selfless friends. Like, one of the most selfless people I've met in my yeah. entire life, probably. Regardless, you're a very selfless yeah. person. And uh, so you think that derives from, like, being able to handle your own problems by
1: focusing on others and helping other people? Yeah, I guess I struggle with, like, a lot of things with myself, like, um, mentally and everything. So it's, like, it's... I don't know, if I could just change somebody in some way, like, knock down, like, their guard or their wall or something like that, like, it's just a job well done, you know, that's why I want to go into a career with helping people, you know, so, it's it's definitely something that works for me, you know, so... Yeah. You, so you think that kind of derived from, like, a rougher childhood? I, I want to ease into this yeah, topic. know you're fine. You knew this mean
0: We <laughs> talked yeah, about yeah, it yeah. before.
1: Yeah, I mean, growing up, uh, I remember I grew up in a very abusive household. I mean, my dad used to beat up my mom. She wasn't allowed to have a cell phone until, like, three years ago. No way. Yeah. Um, so, and if she wasn't, we used to have a house phone for many years, you know. So, uh, I remember, like, if... She, she my mom used to work until like three forty-five, and if she wasn't home by four o'clock and she wasn't answering the phone my dad would come in the house like beat her up and say like she was cheating on him by 15 minutes you know for not answering the phone you know but she's a nurse so sometimes she has to stay later than what she has to you know but um i had to witness that growing up but then with baseball mm. when i played um my dad would like uh compare me to a lot of other kids and stuff, you know, so if I went like 1 for 3 or somebody who he was trying to compete with was a higher like batting average or like statistic better than me, then he would beat me up and then he would beat up my mom for not uh, beating me up and then, you know, my mom would defend me for a while but then after a certain point, um, I remember they would both gang up on me and then I feel like my mom just tried getting his acceptance. So she would be beating me up along with my dad, you know. I remember one time, like, my dad was, like, choking me. I was on the couch and everything, and then she was, like, washing the dishes, and she was like, well, that's what you get, you motherfucker. Like, Really? Yeah, so it was, like, a huge, huge thing growing up. But then it was, that was just my life. So I felt like the reason why my dad beat up my mom so much, I blamed that a lot on myself because it was, like, without baseball. I mean, even though he accused her of many things, like... The baseball was like another addition on why an excuse to like hit her, you know. Like every night my mom would sneak into my bed and like I, she would use me as a shield to like defend her from my dad, you know. But I remember my dad like wished me dead like probably a good handful of times, you know. First time when like, I was six, I lived in a really rough part of Chicago. He told me he wished I could go outside and get shot and die, you know, so. That that he could or that you That could? I could go outside and get shot, you uh, and then, you know, I witnessed my sister getting beat up really bad. Uh, I remember the first time seeing her try to killing herself. She was either, like, 9 or 11. Uh, I didn't know where she was, and my parents just finished beating her up. And then she was in the front room, like, in a hidden porch uh, with a knife to her chest. Um, so that was the first time This I is I your sister reading. at 11 years old. You said, yeah. <laughs> an 11-year-old yeah. is thinking about suicide mm-hmm. because she can't deal with her own circumstance. Yeah. Right? Not deal with them, but, like, yeah you know that's it's, terrible yeah because we couldn't talk about our life you know we couldn't go to anybody because our my mom would always say like nobody cares about what you guys are going through so you might as well just keep it quiet you know because it could be a lot worse you know my mom that was a an excuse she used to stay with my dad oh he helps pay the rent he's doing something that's a reason to stay with him you know so it was uh it was just a lot of excuses from my mom's side growing up you know and I guess after a while like um she she stopped like caving into him, you know, but me and my mom, like I have a lot of respect for my mom because, you know, she's my mother and she's been through like so much more than what I have dealing with him, but I mean it's just not really I love her but there's not, like no respect there, you know, in that situation, you know, what it should have been, you know, but like yeah. respect for herself, it sounds yeah. like Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to talk about your mom like that. Yeah, say, no, no, like, no, yeah, yeah. I remember like after I left Dominican, so it was like twenty fifteen, I think the spring, um, my dad my mom didn't answer the phone or something like that. And I remember I was at the park playing basketball. Um, it was like right before a work shift, and then she uh she I remember she texted me oh, no, she called me from the house on saying that she was leaving and I went to the house and so then like she, my dad, it was, it was just a mess everywhere, you know, there was like broken dishes and everything, and then she, he was like accusing her of like leaving a motel in like 15 minutes of her not being home at work, from work on time, and then she ended up going AWOL for like a whole, like two months, so it was basically that whole summer, and then I was sleeping out of my car, you know, like sleep like. This was right after we, <laughs> after we both transferred from our, our previous college. Yeah, so uh, I was like, Sleeping in my car for a little bit, or like uh, sleeping at different friends' houses and everything, you know. So, but once she came back, like she told me, like she was just gonna be living there for a little bit. And then uh, my dad actually found her one day and was like, he was trying to kill her, kill, uh, kill me and my sister. So we were like hiding. And then on top of that, he was trying to kill himself. Cause I remember he would be texting me saying like, I don't want you guys showing up to my funeral. Like the world's gonna be a better place. Like when I'm gone, da da da. I don't want you to see me, like, lying dead there, you know, but my Sounds dad... like he's
0: he, uh, he's taking his own pain and it's, yeah, like, manifesting like, itself in anger onto you. Yeah,
1: he's just very manipulative, you know, so me and my dad has never had, like, a good... We've never had a relationship, you know, so it's, like, I don't speak to him. The only time he spoke was, like, about baseball, you know, but he's uh, a very complicated individual, you know. Dude, I'm sorry, I, I
0: mean, like, I'm, I'm very sorry that this happened to you, yeah. but, like, I'm very thankful for you, who you are as a person, and, yeah. like, I'm also very curious, like, how you became you, like, how did you become such a loving, because you're not your father,
1: like, no, you are yeah. so different yeah. than this description of this individual yeah. you giving me, like, you're, I don't know, I guess, like, uh, I look towards, like, my mom's side of the family, because they're very, like, Accepting like they're they understand like certain like like situations, you know, they've all been through their own thing But they're so like loving, you know compared to like my dad's side like they're all just like him or they're ten times worse, you know, so it's like uh, uh I look towards them as well like my mom's side not really my mom um But I mean I guess that kind of like affected me growing up is like uh, It gave me like really bad depression. I suffered from PTSD Still do, you know, like, it was, uh I don't know, there's uh, I really don't know the source of how my personality came about, but I guess my mom would always say, like, you, you're just like your father, and ever since then, like, every time she would say that, like, it'll make me think, like, oh, that's not something I want to be, you know, but after, like, there was a point in my life where I was very manipulative, and my mom and my dad, like, their anger would come out through me as well, then I would just, like, I would just be very self-destructive and that'll just harm the people who were trying to help me as well, you know, so. Um, but and then I look back at that, you know, then I just always try changing myself for the better if I can, you know, because I don't want to cause misery because I know what that feels like, you know, being around somebody's pain or, you know, excuse to be angry or something like that, you know, but I wanted to just show that everybody you know that they're worth you know because i mean i've lost a lot of friends you know like and to death you know so do you
0: do you think uh sorry to cut you off no, you're there. fine <laughs> do you think it's because uh you you know what it feels like to feel terrible yeah. to feel so much hatred
1: towards yeah. you and mm-hmm. you you just decided like i don't want anybody to feel that way yeah i remember like whenever a lot of times after my dad used to pick me up like I was never religious or anything, but I used to, like, go outside and, like, be bawling my eyes out, and I'll be praying, like, literally saying, like, God, like, there's a God, just kill me, you know, I don't want to be alive, and I was doing that when I was, like, eight years old, you know what I mean, so it was, uh, started that, knew what it felt like, just to have nobody, you know, just going to bed scared, you know, like, not being able to sleep or anything, and then, like, I, I know what it feels like to have nobody, or to feel at the bottom, you know, so it's, like, uh, I just never wanted anybody to feel that after a while, you know, so that's why I, I don't know, I just try doing what I can do to help other people, I guess.
0: <laughs> that makes sense, man, that makes sense. Yeah. And also, like, seeing your father and, like, knowing that you don't want to be like that. Yeah. And, like, your mom saying, this is, this is what you're going to be like, like, yeah. you decided, that's not who I am, and you decided, to kind of do the
1: opposite. Yeah, like. yeah. So I always say, like, I'm like the black sheep of my family because it's, like, Uh, My sister, she's kind of in an abusive relationship herself, you know, but because she's in love with her boyfriend, but I remember one time he, like, hit her in front of me, and then she, like, defended him over everything, and it was just, like, it bought back so many flashbacks and everything, and then my dad's just, my dad, and, you know, my mom, I blame her for, like, a lot of things, but then I really can't, you know, because she was just trying what she could do to survive, I guess, you know, Um, but... Uh, Yeah, I just, and I'm just there, you know, like I just try doing things for people, you know, and like, um, trying not to go down that path where people say you always end up like your parents, you know, so that's Mm -hmm. not something like I've always tried staying away from, you know, so that's... I don't know. sounds like you're the black sheep. Yeah. sounds sounds like you're a fucking miracle. Yeah. I I don't say that about people very often, but you're definitely, you're a
0: miracle, it sounds
1: like.
0: I mean, at least least the fact that you are who you
1: are in the circumstances that you were raised in, like, that's a miracle to me. Yeah. I mean, I could have been dead, like, many years ago, you know? So it's like, I I had a problem with, like, self-harm for, like, many years, or just, like, closing my eyes, like, I would just have, like, fascinations of me like slitting my wrist you know slitting my throat hanging myself like jumping off like a bridge or dying in a car crash you know it was just that affected my sleep for a while cause whenever I was asleep something bad was happening you know so I will wake up with like night sweats like tears and everything you know so it's uh so they kind of caught me off guard How morbid all those thoughts <laughs> were you know? yeah that's just, yeah, that's, yeah so that's it's like crazy yeah so for like I would have like this thing where you hear like a it, it was I'm not gonna say it's like I know what schizophrenia feels like cause I don't but it's like I would just hear like voices in my head like I think it was like my own voice like screaming just like fuck like fuck fuck, fuck like I wanna die da 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 like the negativity and, yeah and it would just it would just be I could be talking to somebody and then I would just be hearing all of that you know and then it would just be I was like there but then like mentally like I wasn't there because my brain was like trying to convince me to do something else you know so um, still suffer from all that You know just recently like yesterday morning like fortunately i just got out of a (laughs) two-month depression you know so it was like i was like drinking a crap ton like spending a whole bunch of money that i was supposed to be saving up you know but um i guess i just had like a random breakthrough you know i just saw um light for once you know my body felt a lot lighter than what it was you know and i just i don't know i'm glad that i had that breakthrough you know because it's making like, this visit and stuff, like, a whole much more memorable, you know, because I could have just, like, blown you guys off and, like, been in my bed right now, just, like, laying down, you know, right. feeling sorry for myself, you know, so. Um, I'm happy about that. Dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm also, uh, like, I've also, like, I've struggled with depression
0: in my past as well. Yeah. Like, same same deal, honestly. I don't think I've ever told anybody this yeah. on the podcast, but, like, I've, yeah. I've gone through points yeah. to where I was suicidal as well. Yeah. And I, I know, like, what it feels like to, like, mm-hmm. hate yourself mm-hmm. and, like not want yourself to exist yeah <laughs> and i know what you mean it really does give you like as fucked up as it is to say whenever you you experience the world like that yeah you never want anybody else to feel that way yeah and it really does like kind of if you're able to learn from it it yeah. sounds like you really have a lot yeah you're able to like
1: to ne- like i don't want anybody to feel that way yeah. I, I bet you would say the same yeah definitely you know because also because like you never know, like, another person's, like, battle. Like, I I knew, like, one of my baseball buddies, like, a couple years ago, he had, uh, you know, he had, like, huge baseball guy. Like, he was huge in the baseball community. Like, major leaguers knew him and everything. And then he ended up taking his, home, his own life and his little brother. They were a year apart, and they were supposed to go to University of Michigan together. And then his little brother found him, you know. So it was like a... Uh, but that kid was like uh you know, everybody you look at him and you're like, damn, this kid's a strong kid, you know, but you never know what anybody's like inner battle is, you know. People don't have to be like moping around the press, like showing it. Like the happiest person in the room can also be like the most saddest, you know, like literally like my end of life like that night, you know. So you never know.
0: It's like that one
1: actor, he's that he's that one actor that uh killed himself, he was like the tour, he was he was uh Robin Williams. Robin Williams, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, and it's uh just you never know you know so that's why I mean there's gonna be people you encounter and it's a bad first encounter, you know, but also like you just also have to be the better person and be like you know it's it's whatever you know like you you could try and try, but if you can't succeed, then that's fine, you know you just give it your all, you know, then that's it, really, <laughs> you yeah. know. Well, you also, it sounds like, based on what you've said,
0: uh, uh, like the, the past few days, and I, also I remember you mentioned this of Dominican, but anyway, um, it seems like uh, your baseball coach oh, yeah. has had like a massive impact on your life.
1: Yeah, like, wow. um, I mean I know my baseball coach since I was like nine, he's a very like wealthy man, he's like tries to help everybody, I remember like uh, he would pay for all of us to go like to travel to like Florida. And a whole bunch of different other states, and he'll buy us like a coach bus, uh, get us five star hotels, you know, buy us mood, uh, food three times a day. And then he wouldn't ask for a dime, you know, because we were all a lot of kids who came from nothing. And then uh, after a while, like he kind of knew my dad was a nut, um, but he didn't really think like the abuse was going on. And so I met him. He didn't probably. realize on like the caliber yeah, I really when, was. And then I met him at my friend's wake <clears throat> when my friend passed. Uh, So so he coached this this person who passed away, your buddy? Yeah, so uh, we were all on the same team. And then uh, I met him at a wake. It was like a a candlelight ceremony that we had before his wake, actually. Um, And he goes, like, how are you? And then, like, I remember, like, I had nobody to talk to really about, like, I would just came out from being, like, homeless and everything. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually going through all this stuff, explained everything to him. And then he was just, like, shocked. He was like, you know, he felt bad because somebody who he, like, seen grow up just, Passed away, you know, and he was like scared for like me as well. So, ever since then, like he'll call me like every single day. And then, like, I remember last October I mean, last last year, October he called me and was like, uh, Where are you living? He goes, I got you a house. He goes, Like, if you want it, like, it's yours. And I, I was like shocked. And then, like, automatically, I packed my bags. I told my mom, Like, your own personal house. Yeah, uh, I, I remember. Like I told my mom, like I'm moving out. I lied to her and told her I was moving to like a nearby neighborhood with like a couple roommates. Uh, then that was it. You know, I moved out, but I actually moved in with my coach. He gave me like a four million dollar home with like there was like. Well, you moved in with him? So, so like you moved into his house? Like. With no, him. he was like, well, it was like a temporary home because it was like, uh, it was like in the market for selling, but it wasn't gonna get sold anytime soon. So I was living there for a little bit. Uh, then. Uh, but it was, like, too much for me because I'd never been, like, in a house by myself, you know. So I always had the thought that somebody was like, going to break in and kill me, you know. So I told him that. Then he moved me into, like, his part-time home, which is, like, in a gated security with his gated security. And then uh, he, uh, but he was, like, never there because he, like, travels, you know. So, uh, But he always kept up with me. Then he felt bad for leaving me there alone. And then he moved me into where I live at now with two other roommates, you know, so... He's uh, definitely like a good father figure because he's um, taking care of so many other people and he's asking for nothing in return just as long as you appreciate the things that he's giving, which I really do, you know. It sounds like
0: you, you've you used him as more of like a masculine yeah.
1: model than your, your actual yeah. father, Yeah, which is really important. Yeah. It's exactly
0: what you needed. Yeah. I'm assuming like it, it, you said other people on your team came from like yeah. not necessarily like ideal situations. Yeah. So. That's that's really cool that yeah. he like was able to
1: make an impact on so many lives. Yeah, he's a very he's a very selfless man, you know. So yeah, and he has like a couple of kids, you know. But one of his sons, he has a son that's my age, you know. He's in California right now. He's one of my best friends as well, um, but they're all great people, you know. That's that's what they want to do. Like I remember my coach told me like I want to help as many people as I can too, you know. So it's uh it's also something I look forward to. Like I just want to be like you know. So, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I got to say like honestly uh
0: and like I I really enjoy I, I we've had talks like this yeah. before and yeah. I knew a lot of your background mm-hmm. like going into this. Mm-hmm. But um uh, I got to say like this is this is like a big part of why I started a podcast to really be yeah. able to like like you, you've had a difficult life and I I just love learning about things like yeah. this and <laughs> it makes me uh I, I, yeah, it makes me grateful for the life I was given and yeah. <laughs> also very empathetic of others. Yeah. You're a fucking strong dude, <laughs> man, man. You're a strong dude. Thanks. I appreciate it. You're that. always smiling. You're <laughs> always laughing. But that's the thing, like we were talking about earlier, like with uh, depression. Like, yeah. Like, you're, I, I feel like most people, like you said, like Robin Williams, like yeah. they're they're really, it's... It's a little, like, they're they're very good at masking Mm -hmm. that depression because Mm -hmm. they don't want anybody else to, like, feel the pain that they're going through.
1: Yeah, and also because, like, you don't want people, like, oh, like, I don't want to hang out with this guy because he's, like, he's always sad or he's always, like, miserable, you know, like, nobody wants to be around that, you know, so you cover it up. But then when I do, I'm very open about my life, you know, so when I do explain it to some people, like, I feel like they forget about it right away because they always see, like, how I am, I'm goofball, you know, so I feel like... When things do start hitting the fan with me, that they really don't pay attention, that like I suffer from a lot of things, and then like they um, just blow off everything that I told them because it's they they judge how I am, how I appear in front of them, rather than what I actually deal with, you know. So um, yeah, that's like, true. Mm-hmm. It makes it, it makes you vulnerable to other mm-hmm. people and people people. I, I don't I don't think
0: society in most individuals and society, like, as a whole, I don't think are very empathetic of people that are depressed, and it's a very common problem. Yeah. It's a very common problem. And even even me myself, like, I'm I'm not nearly as empathetic, but also, I mean, you keep that shit so deep Uh, down. Mm -hmm. But I I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, is do people keep the depression, like, deep down within themselves as a result of the paradigm that society views depression as? They kind of, like, they kind of overlook it and don't, like look at it as much. Like,
1: yeah. I, I feel like it's very overlooked. Yeah, I mean, a lot of mental illnesses, you know, like, I remember, I don't know if you've seen it, was on Netflix, um, it was like, kind of over dramatized. I guess you could say, uh, what was it called? It was 13 Reasons Why, you know, there was that, that show like, literally screwed me up. Like, I was bawling my eyes off because in the show, like, they literally show the girl studying her wrist, like, in a bathtub, you know, and it has to do with, like, it's just more of a course of like bullying you know then like it's uh it's a very rough tv show you know but uh i don't know i feel like uh, that would like spread like mental like awareness out a little bit you know like suicide and everything but did you see it from that person's point of view yeah yeah you know is that the purpose of the show yeah and uh-huh. they, they the touching part is that they actually showed the suicide in there like she literally lays herself in a bathtub like fills it up with water and she slits her wrist and they actually show like the slitting of the wrist, like the blood coming out, but then her mom and dad come in from like uh, grocery shopping or something like that, and they're like what she's like knocking on the door, she goes, like, why is there some why is there water on the floor? then the mom breaks in and then she catches her daughter. And it just shows like the parents like reactions, like the mom was like the mom wasn't just such awe, like, she couldn't believe it, you know, like, she was, like, picking her up, she's, like, wake up, wake up, like, honey, like, I know it's okay, like, wake up, but then, you know, she's carrying her dead daughter in her arms, who was probably dead for a while, and then she's, like, the dad's, like, you know, it was just a scary thing, you know, so it's just, like, uh, and that's
0: important, yeah, that's important that it's that graphic, yeah, like, I I mean, I haven't seen the show, but, like, I feel like it needs to be graphic to, like, show, like, the the slits in the yeah. wrists and all that to really know the pain that somebody's yeah. inflicting on themselves. Yeah. The, the the mental pain that they must be feeling, that they want to hurt themselves yeah. like that. Yeah. And then also how it affects other people yeah. in their lives, yeah. not just the individual. Yeah. It's affect like, if, if this person's going to act, like, like, harm themselves like
1: that, it's affecting their parents on, like, another yeah. level. Yeah. That's why I've also never, like, killed myself either because it's, like, my, I look towards my mom because, like, her dad recently died, like, in the past year. her She lost her mom to breast cancer when my mom was 17, you know? Like, uh, she wasn't supposed to get married to my dad, but she did, you know, and... Your mom was yeah, not supposed to get married cause to your dad. my dad. Okay. it was like a Romeo and Juliet story. Like, my mom's side of the family hated my dad's side of the family, and they couldn't stand each other, but my parents ended up getting married, you know? So it's like, uh, but they still hate each other. I remember I, my dad tried leaving, I think when I was being born, and my sister, uh and he tried sneaking away my mom's dad actually put a shotgun to my dad's head (laughs) and said you better stay take care of your responsibilities or else i'm gonna blow your brains out and then uh ever since then like my dad has always stood you know and whenever they fought she would always like i'm gonna call my dad and he's gonna kick your ass you know you know so it was like a real ghetto romeo and juliet story but it was it was a good one (laughs) you know but it's uh get over yeah. juliet <laughs> it, was, it was real you know but um you know and uh yeah i mean it's uh it's a crazy thing i just feel bad for her you know because she went through the abuse way longer than i did you know she was supposed to be with somebody who was supposed to love her but he was cheating and giving money to like women and ironically giving money to women and, like battered women facilities he was Supporting what, women, what facilities like people, what you... yeah, people, were, women who were getting abused and had nowhere to go, so they had to stay like in a safe house. So I remember he was donating money to like some women in there, you know. I was, I, that, but, is so he, that is so ironic. That is so ironic. But he wasn't giving any money to like us, you know. So I remember that's the reason why she left, and it broke my heart one day because, um, as she like left, what the the, fuck? yeah, as she left like that whole summer, I remember one day like, I ended up getting in contact with her and she was like on the phone crying she goes I just want to know why he doesn't love me and I just my heart broke you know and I was like she's over here like fighting 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 for everything that she can just for you know because she she doesn't have anything you know what I mean so it's just like uh I just never done it because of that because if she put up that battle for all these years then I wouldn't want her going sacrificing like feeling another type of pain of losing her kids because I feel like my mom's just always wanted me to be that man that nobody on either side of my family really is, you know, so, um, I mean, about so do you feel what... that sense of pressure?
0: Kind of. Pressure, I mean, but...
1: I've always been her protector. When I remember I punched my dad for the first time when I was six years old, like I punched him across his face because he was beating up my mom, you know, and ever since then, like, that's so why she's always slept in my bed, you know, because, uh, she needed somebody to protect. I mean, my, my mom would fight for herself too, you know, she would like throw knives, do everything that she could. She burned him, My dad has burn marks over his body because she would burn him with, like, an iron or (laughs) something. He would get whacked across with the head with a pan or something like that, you know. (laughs) uh, uh, You know, but I feel like she also, like, regrets, like, having me go through that situation because, I mean, no kid should ever have to see your parents beating each other up or... The kids getting beat up you know what i mean so since so. you've
0: been exposed to all that violence is that why you're like all about peace and whatnot
1: yeah you know like i used to be like very like wow. if people used to like cross me the wrong way like don't get me wrong like i used to take it like as uh used to bring back flashbacks like oh if you're gonna come at this way at me like how my dad used to then you're gonna get punched in the face or something like that to prevent that threat from actually happening you know so i used to end it before it actually started and i didn't even know if it was going to start anything you know so I remember I almost got expelled from high school uh, because I was fighting and um, threatened a couple of people who were like messing with me and then uh, they never did you know because I know how to fight because I've had to fight because for a while like um, I mean my dad's bipolar he was on steroids most of his life. Uh, he's, he's He was a raging alcoholic for a while and he was I remember one time me and my mom like, were like searching in his car and fo- she found the crack pipe. Uh, so we believed he was also on crack too. So you know, I have I've had all of that. Like that man has strength of like a crazy amount of strength. But the fact that I was able to like stand him, you know, fight stand my ground is just. Uh, I mean, it's but that's not violence is not something that I want to ever do unless like it has to come down to. force it forced upon you? Yeah, yeah. So, but I will always defend somebody. You know, like if you're next to me. And somebody's picking on you, like, I'm going to be the first one to do it because, I mean, I've always had to do that, you know, defend people before they're able to defend themselves, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, um,
0: Well, I, I think that's a very important part of masculinity, yeah. like, being, being capable of, like, of doing harmful things or, like, protecting, but, like, not doing it, you yeah. know what I mean?
1: Like, it, it's kind of important in a way. I mean, not even, like, masculine, like, whatever hard you say, it's such a tongue twister. To like, like,
0: <laughs> like being, being capable of violent acts and being, like, being extremely capable or, like, yeah. like strong enough to, to execute them, whatever you want to say. Yeah,
1: yeah. But you always choose peace. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, me and my sister used to be really close growing up because we used to turn to each other, like, crying and everything, but she's has, like, a lot of my dad's anger, you know, so, uh, but... Even though like she's a very strong, strong woman, you know, like you can't mess with her or else she'll like whoop you. (laughs) Or like she'll gladly put somebody back in their place, you know, but she's just another beautiful like individual as well. But I don't know, it just, it could really affect and like destroy somebody or it could really make them, you know, like all the, all the violence and everything. But that's why I don't want to, I used to be like a really big fighter, but now it's like, it's not even worth my time. If you're going to be causing trouble... I'm just going to avoid it unless, like, I know, like, I am or somebody else I know is, like, in serious danger. Even if somebody I don't know, uh-huh. you know, like, I always step in. But if it's somebody I know who has, like, a very aggressive behavior who I know, like, always, like, starts fights for, like, no reason, like, I won't be seen with them. You know, like, I believe in surrounding myself with people who are, kind of have, like, the same personality as me and who aren't, like, deviant or, like, evil in any way, you know? So it's, like, a... Uh, it's it's good to surround yourself around like good people you know because it can help like transform yourself into a better you you know so yeah yeah people are probably gonna call you a pussy for backing down but like ultimately I think tell it me, takes the call me a pussy <laughs> you
0: want <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you're still call gonna me whatever piece. you want
1: if it's not gonna affect me if it's not gonna affect my daily life in any way say whatever the fuck you want <laughs> like it's if it's not affecting me. In any way, then do whatever you gotta do. Comment whatever the hell you wanna do, but you've mastered your emotions. You've
0: mastered your emotions
1: for the most part.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So let me ask you this:
1: Is there an opposite of love? And if so, what is it? What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Like, this is why I was like in a really bad depression too, because like the the question every day was coming into my head, like. What is love? I don't know what it is because I've never. I mean, there's nobody in my family that's married, besides my mom and dad, and I seen what that was, and if that was love, beating each other up and making up excuses to stay with each other, you know, then what is it? My sister's in an in abusive relationship. I, you know, I've experienced many things, but but what is it? I I don't know what it is. You know that that was like a, that's a question that always haunts me, and that's why I get so. I never been in a relationship, never have cared for anybody really like that. That's why all my friendships are really low maintenance because I don't want them getting too close. That's why I'm really, like, I'm very hesitant when people touch me in any way because... Do you think it's you don't want them getting too close or you getting too close? I've had people tell me before, um, they literally left my life because they said my life was too hard and they didn't want to deal with it, you know, but... um, So that's why, like, I just don't get close to people or I don't want me... I don't know what it feels like to really get attached to somebody and I don't want to end up showing tendencies like how my mom or dad did you know like I don't want people staying because they're filled with fear and I don't want me staying because I'm afraid that I can't leave you know I believe that there's no option but to stay you know but uh yeah I I can't answer that because I don't know I don't know I honestly don't even know like what what that experience is like in the first place you know like you know but you yeah. had you've had so much <laughs> lack of love. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy that you're not like a hateful person.
0: Yeah. And also, dude, like you are who you are. Like yeah. if if I wanted to view that as baggage, then I would. I don't view it as baggage. Yeah. I view it as your fucking story. Yeah. And that's yeah. who you are, and your story made you who you are. And I think you're an awesome okay. fucking person. Well, so thank you very much. So <laughs> and I, I think I think that's kind of what love is. Like like yeah. being able to fully accept somebody like that, yeah. regardless of the circumstances.
1: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's good. I don't know either. Right. I don't know right. either. Right? Yeah,
0: it's good. I like it. <laughs> so that's it. So that's why you uh, tend to keep, like, a smaller circle.
1: Yeah. Quality. Yeah, you know, because I'd rather have, like, one friend who I could rely on. Like, Kelly, you know, whenever something's wrong, she knows the way, like weight of my heart. Let's go get tacos. You vent everything. <laughs> you vent everything to me, and I'll listen. You know, I'm not, I'm not asking for, like, advice, but just something that's going to prevent myself from actually being alone at that moment, you know, just an ear, you know, an open ear that's willing to listen, you know, so it's uh that's why I keep it small as well, you know, because the more people the more drama sometimes there usually is, don't totally. get me wrong, you know, but I would rather have one or two reliable friends who will always be there rather than some people who will like cross their backs on me at any moment you know like betrayal sucks so so you
0: don't you don't like allowing yourself to like be vulnerable to other people's like why do you think uh why do you think you you're so you're so open with me yeah and you always have been like for, yeah, pretty much yeah. since i've known you like why do you think you're so open with some people i mean you're open enough to yeah to open up and yeah. you don't we really don't know who's like who's watching <laughs> yeah. right now like you're 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 open enough to be vulnerable like that, but like as far as like an intimate relationship.
1: Yeah, it was, I mean I don't know. There's just uh, I don't know. I guess like my biggest fear for a while was like I don't want anybody to get too attached because if I do go through a depressed episode another time, what if I can't get out of it? You know, and then I end up doing something dumb and then I affect somebody else's life. You know, permanently or temporarily. You know, so that's also another reason as well. You know, so it's uh, I guess I was just being selfish on that part. You know, just uh, but I guess not really, cause I'm trying to work myself before I can devote myself to anybody. You know, so it's uh. Well, you've come a long way. Yeah. Long fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of controversy,
0: a lot of conflict. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ultimately I made you a stronger person. I don't know,
1: like, do you, if you could have had it another way, would you? not really um because i've seen some people who have like great lives you know great family and everything but they're like very douchey they're very big personalities suck you know and they're just they're just worried about themselves they don't give a shit about somebody next to them is like wanting to kill themselves if they have a gun to their head or something like that you know so like i feel like the way i grew up is just taught me a lot of things you know just uh it made me experience things that a lot of people have never experienced and uh it's uh I'm I'm glad at as the years went on that I actually actually had to experience all that stuff, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> totally had something to say to that,
0: but I forgot what it was. <laughs> ah. It's the worst, right? Mm. Well, thank you so much for like yeah, opening up course. about the story. <laughs> it, wow. I mean, your, your, story made you and you are who you are. Yeah, And I think, I think you should love yourself for it. And it sounds like you do, but just remember, just remember that whenever, whenever you're, you're feeling down about yourself or depressed or anything like yeah. that. And you feel that, that sense of self hate. Just remember your story made who you are and now, I'm trying to, like... No, I know what you mean. You yeah, I know, of course. And and you love yourself at the end of the day for it. Because you said... You just told me right there. You wouldn't... You <laughs> wouldn't have rather had it any other way. And the way you had it... Uh, resulted in who you are. And you love who And you wouldn't change who you are. Ultimately, yep. you love who you are. Yep. <laughs> and you said you haven't experienced love, but dude, I love you. I love uh, you, man. Well, You're a fucking you. brother.
1: Thank you. Hell yeah. Well... <laughs> Cool.
0: um you, Yeah, let's let's get tonight started, sure Chicago you. style. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> cool.
0: Well, uh that concludes this. Perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up in this bathrobe, you know, Good looking bye. fresh. There we go. Cool. Well, uh, dude, thank you.
1: Yeah, thank course.
0: you. <laughs> uh, that concludes episode. I think that's number sixty, dude. I've done sixty of these things. Oh yeah 60 so <laughs> that concludes I look like Jesus at least from here on that tiny screen but yeah so uh here you can't see my head uh that concludes episode number 60 with Matt Barajas Yep, I said it wrong I think
1: it. it's okay <laughs> uh
0: thank you for watching appreciate your time much love much love much love to all of you and much love to you of much course man you're fucking awesome <laughs> you have an awesome
1: story crazy story and you've overcome a lot No, yeah, thank you hell yeah so <laughs> bye